0: I just thought it would be quite helpful, uh, as part of the introduction, just to show a few key uh, facts about China. So um, I put together a, a few things, and um, sometimes these things are quite, the, the figures are quite amazing really. Um, population of 1.35 billion, that's, that's a considerable amount, larger than the, the UK, as you appreciate. And in terms of the the largest cities, Shanghai, 23 million. That's, what, two and a half times the population of London. Uh, Beijing's pretty well approaching that uh, as well. Uh, Guangzhou, um, I put in there in a bracket, not a municipality. Uh, So of the the largest cities, um, uh, the others others have uh, um, uh, more governing, uh, more administration rights than, 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 than Guangzhou. Um, 12.8 and Tianjin, 12.8, about the same size. Chongqing, strangely, you might think, well, what's have you heard of Chongqing? I'm sure most of you have, but 29 million people. That's really just the administrative area. Um, It's one of those, um, fairly recently, uh, given the status of municipality, but actually um, it's certainly a burgeoning place with a number of small cities within that uh, urban area. And in those municipalities, the, the, the actual uh, they have the highest government ranking which is actually a mayor uh, mayor of Shanghai, mayor of Beijing and so on which is quite a, an important position uh, in, in those places. As we know from uh, our own experience um, China's population is is urbanizing rapidly from, from the rural areas to the urban cities. Um, I looked up and found uh, an estimate 250 million people will migrate to cities over the next 10 years and that's uh, as a a number of people, it certainly is. Um, If you look at the national plan, there's been one every four years since 1953. The latest one, we're now just starting with the 12th national plan, 2011-2015 and um, as part of that, they reckon the urbanisation rate will be about 51%. Okay, it's lower than in Europe, but actually you know, it, it's made a lot of progress. Um, the, the movement from um, uh, rural to urban areas and cities are um, the proportion of people in cities is actually increasing quite rapidly now. Um, as part of that, that uh, current uh, four-year plan, um, there's some quite interesting things they're, they're seeking to, to achieve. Um, high-speed railways. I mean, London's got what just a few kilometres from <laughs> from Dover down through to uh, London. Um, china 's looking at forty five thousand kilometers now that 's a staggering statistic as, as, as by any means um, highway works eighty three thousand kilometers thirty six million new affordable apartments for low income people that 's an interesting statistic i 'm not quite sure how it 's going to be achieved but i 'm um, sure some of my speakers might uh, be talking about that and Another one I came across was over uh, the next two dec- decades three hundred new cities will be required i mean there have been you may have seen some in the press one or two Um, eco-cities and that, but um, uh, one or two of my colleagues, I think, and the speakers today may be talking about those, but that's quite interesting. Um, In terms of the distribution of population, I think it's quite useful to see. The the darker red is the more intense areas, clearly. Um, And so, although China is a very, very big country, the way in which that population is distributed is really in that uh, eastern uh, and southern half of, of the country. And, and that's where the real pressures are in terms of the, the, the big cities and the and, and, uh, issues. Um, in terms of high-speed railways, this is a quick uh, uh, plan showing the, the, the network as it's evolving. Um, and uh, it's certainly linking all the big cities from the, the north down through to the south. Um, look at that in terms of time. I think that's quite a critical thing because... I know from my experience, I've just best back from from China for my 12th visit and here it says, uh, if you look at the timeline, Beijing to Shanghai, about four or five hours, something like that. Um, Certainly I did the route from Shanghai to Beijing in five hours. Um, The the, the, the high speed train, just once it gets up to 300 kph, it just stays there and you've got perhaps three or four stops en route, Uh, it's a very, very nice journey. Uh, I found it better than traveling by, by a plane, all the tours and from going back and forth from stations. And I think a lot of Chinese urban dwellers now, business people, are really sort of getting onto that sort of bandwagon, um, using the high-speed trains uh, to and from their business journeys, um, using their laptops as they go to and fro between cities. Um, and this is quite something which is quite interesting, you know, in terms of the urbanizing population and the way in which people plug into the high-speed railways and then transfer into the underground as well. And I'll talk about the undergrounds again in in a moment. Uh, And just a quick diagram to show how that that, that actually dramatically links between the various cities between the north and the the south, Shenzhen being the very south of the country. Well, that's what they look like. Um, Now, I think, well, judging by the ones I've been on, there is usually 16 carriages and there's 100 people per carriage. So you're talking about 1,600 people being offloaded at any one time on a train and they only take a couple of minutes to actually load up because of the efficiency in which um, people are um, actually brought together above the, the railways platforms and then brought down just practically before the train arrives and the punctuality is amazing. They're always within a few seconds of, of, of the actual time. Um, most of these... Uh, high-speed railways are actually on stilts, um, concrete uh, stilts between the cities and um, so the actual footprint on the 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 agricultural land for example it passes between cities is fairly small so you still go you can still grow your crops around that and of course being being the the the, the government owns the the land any rate um, it doesn't happen in terms of the the purchasing it doesn't, doesn't, doesn't apply in that sense. Um, some of the station architecture, um, it's a bit actually like going into a, an airport lounge, I mean this one is the Beijing um, South Station which I arrived at recently, um, very similar one, quite, this is the largest one of all which is the Shanghai uh, Hongqiao, which is near the, the, the airport uh, in Shanghai, um, again they're very modern buildings, very clean and very efficient in terms of the way they operate. Um, So, looking at some of the the issues on on, uh, urbanism in China, I think the way things are emerging is they're looking for compact cities, high density, tall buildings, and a lot of public transport investment. Um, Just pluck out Shanghai, for example, in terms of tall buildings. Um, We've got the Shanghai Tower, 632 metres, which will be finished next year. Now, that is more than twice the height of the Shard, which is 308 metres, I remember rightly. Um, the Shanghai World Financial Centre and Jingmao Tower um, already exist, um, that's they're part of the... Uh, Jin Mao Tower is the one on the middle there and the Pearl Tower which is, which is uh, on the left hand side is an earlier... Um, taller, but it's, it's actually not as tall as the Mao Tower. And there we are, the um, Shanghai, World, uh, Shanghai Tower um, development which will be finished by uh, next year. I mean, you think the shard is less than half that height. Um, You know, it's quite a um, number of people that that those buildings, um, that come out of those buildings at a rush hour time, does have quite quite severe implications on some of the transport systems. And you do need a a transport system to to, to cope with that. Um, And I'm just talking about that. I mean, Beijing and. Tianjin were the first cities in China to have underground systems. Shanghai only had its first underground line in 1995. I was there in 2007, I think it was about two or, two or three then at that stage. And uh, they were very congested when you got to the People's Square, which is the intersection of the, 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 the two main ones. But since then, things have gone on uh, amazingly. And we've now got 11 underground lines serving most of the city. Uh, and, and it's now become the largest world's largest uh, or longest uh, system of of railway. So I think those are a few of the facts to, to start off with.